afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. Uh, around the table today, we have a, a very ill uh, young uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Dotson. can barely talk. Kyle, let's hear what the pipes sound like. Just say something. Say good morning. Good morning. Okay, that's... Um, <laughs> that sounds some, like you've been crying. I know. Oh, don't cry. He's crying because he can't talk. You're like a little Muppet. Like a little Muppet. Some little, like, little cute Muppet, like an Elmo. Elmo's got a new friend. And, uh, and of course, uh, that was uh, April Richardson. You know her voice. How are you doing, April? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This was probably a mistake to record today because uh, last night was my... Uh, even, though, even though this episode does not post till April. Right. But it was, <laughs> you had your rager last night. I had my, yeah, I had my 50-year-old raging party last night. So uh, It was pretty great. Thank you. Let me tell you this. I don't know if the listeners know. You got a real hot wife. Thank you. Good job on locking that down. Thank you. A lot of my friends would say, how did I lock that down? <laughs> And I would say, you I'm gotta, not one of those people. I say, you got to not be afraid to approach some, some ladies. You got to go, right. you got to go up and you got to say, Hey ladies. And then plural, <laughs> just say it to many ladies. And then whoever says yes. And, and then whoever steps forward. Right, exactly. What happened was as a line as like a firing squad. All the other ladies stepped back. Sure. And, and she Pilar wasn't paying attention. Right. Okay. So, but so thank she, you. Then she was legally your wife after that. That's right. <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, that's that's nice to hear because she thinks that you are just uh, a knockout. Oh, wow. Well. So I don't know what you two have going. But, um, we'll talk later. She's like, oh, that April, she's so tall and pretty and she can wear any clothes and oh, she's the what? best. Wow. She's like, oh, I wish I thank could wear you. those high-waisted pants. You, she and, can. Well, they, but it would come up to her boobs. Oh, so... <laughs> This is where me being a giant comes in handy. Is that what's up? Cool. Models are tall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the only requirement to be a model is you're to not, be tall. That's you're it. You're not a giant. How tall are you? 5'9". Five, 5'10". Nine. Five, you're a giant. That's so tall. I thought right. you were like 5'9". That's not giant. It's gross. I know. Giant. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what was going on last night. Kyle, Kyle actually. And Kyle was, was screaming and partying so he hard he lost his voice. Smoking he was out, raving. He was crazy. He was in the pool naked with Murray. They were doing blow uh, in the pool. In the it pool. seems weird and inconvenient, yep. but they figured out how to do it. They had uh, they had blow like around an inner tube, and they were just yeah. snorting. Yeah. Is that how you snort? <laughs> Sounds like I'm snoring. They were snoring oh, yeah, we cocaine. Both, we both actually mutually discovered that we have n- never done drugs or anything last night, high. which no. I don't know how and that you, happened. And you've never drank alcohol. I've never had alcohol. Yeah. See, I'll drink alcohol at uh, when it's uh, when it's a, a, an occasion. But sure. even I go to a, a concert's not even an occasion for me to have a That'll, mixed drink. It's honestly, not. that fascinates me when I go to shows and there's like a bunch of drunk people because I'm like, you paid to see these people. Like, don't you want to remember it and I, fully experience it? I saw, um, I saw you two on the last tour in, in when they were at the uh, the Rose Bowl. Uh-huh. So like, you know, 90,000 people. It's, it's a gigantic event. You know, you we had to get there early to park because, you know, everyone was, there's so many people there. I mean, right. so as we're walking in, Security is removing someone who's blasted out of his mind. I'm like, dude, oh, this was you planned this yes, whole event. You yes. you bought these expensive tickets. You 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 yes. got yourself here, and you're already getting kicked out like this early in the game. You're not even going to see any of it. Yes, I fully agree with you. 
I it makes zero sense. It makes to zero me. sense whatsoever. I, I just don't get it. I mean, I get it. So that especially, I don't get because of the expense and right. the, the effort right. to go to this thing. I I know that there are fair. I know there are people. They fascinate me. I also don't get them, but people who just go, "Oh, there's a show. Let's just go to a show." Like they don't know who the band is. Right. They don't really care. It's like the event is just going to a concert. Let's be out and about and and, and party. Right. Which also that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But I guess in this context, like, okay, then get drunk at that because you don't care about the song. You don't know who this person is. Yeah. if I, I That mean, kind of stuff does fascinate me. Same when I do, com- like, comedy. People who just go to a comedy club having mm-hmm. zero knowledge of the people that are going to be there. It's just the event is going to the club. And then they're like, whoever it is, we don't care. That's so weird. Like, why would you pay money to see somebody you don't even know who they are? So uh, you're saying they don't even know who the headliner is. Right. Either. Yeah. It's just a case of like, it's a date night. So we'll just go to go a to comedy, comedy club. club. I think that's more acceptable for me though, than, than to just concert. go to a concert. I feel like some people have the same attitude with concerts. Yeah, though. They're they probably like, do. I, I've heard the ba- this band name. Let's just go see. This will be a fun thing to go to a right. concert for the sake of it. And right. that's so weird to me. Yeah. I, I, I actually I'll have to become acquainted with a, a band through you know records and music right. and then go, oh, I bet these guys are good live. Right. Now, if you become acquainted with a comedian through a record, then you probably know well, their yeah, act when you, then you go. Well, you know, to me, I see it as the same as like I'll, I've gotten into new people. Because of like opening acts mm-hmm. and stuff, I've totally gone to see a band I already love, and mm-hmm. then the opening acts great. So I'm like, I'll yes, buy the record. That's so that's kind of, that's the same with comedy, I think for me, especially before I started doing it, and I saw it all the time. Yeah, I'd go see a headliner, and then whoever's the op- the feature, or whatever, I'm like, oh, they're cool too. So yeah. now I'm into them. Sometimes maybe they're better, but I can't remember ever going. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I can't remember just going to concerts or going to shows like with zero knowledge yeah. of anyone involved. That's what's funny about comedy. Sometimes you can go and, and the, the the middle act can be uh, you know very strong up and comer and might yeah. and might be better than the headline. Yeah, true. But rarely do I go see a band when when the opening when, like, the act is, can blow out. The, I've gone to I mean, see openers and left. I remember the Beautiful South. Oh, right? you have I've okay. talked about them. I love them. They're amazing. But they never did any. They were not successful in the states right. at all. And so I remember the, one of the last tours they did. They were opening for the Bare Naked Ladies. Which I'm not a fan of. So I went to see them open like four or five times and then just left when they were finished. Yeah, see, I went to see Alanis Morissette and the Bare Naked Ladies opened and I was just, I was like kind of like, man, you know, whatever. But uh, right. but they seem they were kind of fun and I, I mean they seem like nice enough and dudes I, and I knew I, I knew more of their songs than I thought that I did right and uh, so you know I have their greatest hits in my CD collection but yeah I know what you mean I'm not like a if they came if they were coming this week I wouldn't go we gotta go see the band yeah the yeah I wasn't like, like I should stay for their whole set like no no I just yeah. left yeah oh Kyle poor Kyle Aw, stop crying <laughs> April could you put some Vicks Vapo rub on Kyle's chest sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so we're so this doesn't again. This doesn't post until April. Do you have any date? Do you have any dates that you know of coming up in April? No, no, I don't. You will. be. I'm doing something in Vegas. Who are you working in? With? Like mid-April, I'm doing some rockabilly weekend. You're not on the bill for when uh, when Chelsea Handler plays out of the Forum, or is, is that already happened? No, that's kind of a sore spot. No, I'm not. I'm the only person at work they didn't ask to open for. Oh. Yeah. That stinks. When is yeah. that? Has that already happened at the um, time of this airing? Yes, or it's in pro- like the tour will be in progress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Are you going to go? Are you going to that floor <laughs> show? Are you guys all invited to go to that floor show? I mean, show? I assume probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go and hang out at the... When the, we were in... We went to Australia as a work field trip and she <gasps> performed and we all went and it was fun. It was you got fun. to go to Australia? Yeah, dude. On the company tab? On the company dime. And then it was... They made it... So it coincided with our hiatus. So I stayed an extra week and like went around Australia, went to Melbourne. Oh, that's and, really cool. Oh, it was the Did best. you see any shows down there? I did because one of my really good friends is a guy named Darren Hanlon, who's pretty big in Australia mm-hmm. and he was on tour. So after... I was done with my work part I flew to Melbourne I flew mm. to the Avalon airport He picked me up And I went on tour With him for a bit He played the Port Ferry Folk Festival In this beautiful town Called po- Port Ferry And yeah So I, I like Fully toured with him For a bit Pilar was just teaching In Australia last week Actually What part? Uh, she was in Melbourne Melbourne mm-hmm. Am I saying it right? Is it Melbourne Or Melbourne? I think it's just Melbourne Melbourne and Sydney And she, yeah. she was surprised How much <coughs> How much smaller it was than she thought. Right, right. She said it's really it's not it's not as big as I thought it would be. Yeah, and how there's kind of nothing in between the cities. Yeah, really. But no, she, I loved it. It was yeah, so she amazing loved it too. and beautiful. Yeah, yeah she yeah. had a great time. Um, so what are we talking about? Oh, we're talking <laughs> about music. What if we just talked about stuff like just this? Just our for lives. The whole, yeah. Anyway, so how are you feeling about things? <laughs> I know I have a cough because Kyle got me infected. Why'd now. you get him sick in two seconds? I know. What'd you do? Why are you man? wearing a SARS mask? He touched me. <laughs> you should really have like a like a like you should I want you to wear one of those suits that Walt and like Jesse Je- yeah when they cook totally. when they cook their Beekeeper mess. suit let me say this about our topic can I say this you can you can introduce it well okay because I feel like I'm gonna be fairly chatty on this topic our topic that's okay that you chose I did choose it is Elvis versus Elvis right Elvis Presley versus Elvis Costello. Oh no, I was I did the other Elvis Perkins versus <laughs> who's another Elvis? Who's I don't even know. Elvis. I didn't even know there was who's another that movie critic. There's a movie critic, Elvis somebody. No, oh, well, that guy's just being a anyway dick. <laughs> no, I feel like that might be his name. This might be his real name. Maybe it could be wrong. Do you think parents should name their kid Elvis? To me, that's really. I mean, that's like if you name, if no. you like Frank Sinatra and you name your kid Frank, no one's gonna put right. that together. But you name right. your kid. Elvis. It's like, come on. You know, but where it, that again, comes from. now it could you could say, oh, it's after Elvis Costello, but then it's like that's no. after Elvis. Pre- like you know where it comes from. Right. Okay. Now, because I feel like I'm going to be defending myself a lot because I know that music nerds and high fidelity types hate <laughs> Elvis Presley. I know this. I grew up knowing this and dealing with it. Okay. Because of the main reason, oh, he didn't write his songs. He didn't write his songs. Mm-hmm. But because of his time, that wasn't a big deal. Right. Almost no one wrote their songs. Mm-hmm. And I could, I wrote a 30-page paper about this dude in college. That sounds ex- excessive. It was awesome. What was the class that allowed you to do that? It, finally, it was a journal. I majored in journalism. Okay. It was a journalism class. And okay. we were supposed to... The whole point of the paper was we could only use primary sources. And we were supposed to only pick from two time periods. It was okay. either... It was like Civil War, up to the Civil War, and then post-1960 or something to some... 80, whatever. Okay. I convinced... I convinced my teacher, let me do Elvis. I'm like, let me do 1954, Rise of Elvis... And he was like, fine. And so, yeah, I had to be in the library looking at microfiche of like Memphis newspapers from 1954, Mm -hmm. just straight up primary sources. It was fascinating. Great. And so another reason I get pissed is because people are like, oh, he's a racist. He was this racist dick who ripped off black people. See, I've never heard that he's a racist. He super wasn't. Again, you have to take into the period. He wasn't racist. Yeah, I'm just saying I've never heard that. Oh, my God. I heard it all the time. And yes, he did rip off black people, but he never tried to, every chance he got, he's like, yeah, I'm totally ripping off black people. I grew up in Memphis. I hung out on Beale Street. All I knew were black people. Like, I don't know anything else to do. So Sam Phillips of Sun Records was like the more calculated, like, I got to find a white guy who sounds like a black guy. Like for Elvis, it was just never calculated. It was like, this is all I know how to do. 
So I just get really defensive because I'm like, he. it's not like today where you can appropriate black culture in a right. very calculated <clears throat> mastermind type of way. And everyone does that now. Mm. Everyone, so many And I'm not saying it's right or it's not right, but right. it's like, I don't know. So I get bummed out when people... This is already taken like a really but, I mean, academic, the, annoying turn. I know. All, but the, I'm uh, just all the British bands from the 60s that came over, all of their influence were from across the pond. All right. the influences were the old blues albums that they right. would listen to. And they, how come they can freely admit it? Oh, yeah, these were our inspirations. These well, were, because it's he's okay. like Elvis was Southern and like he was like a total hillbilly. Right. And like, I, yeah, I don't know. It was just when I was writing that paper, it was fascinating reading all of these sources in the newspapers and how. It was like the insane outrage, like just the act, quote unquote, of being like a black guy. I'm doing air quotes. Mm -hmm. He was like trying to get arrested in place. People wanted to arrest him. It was the most. And that was another thing that made me like him more because for his time, like he was like punk as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like he was like the sex pistols of that time because what he was doing was considered so dangerous, even though that's messed up now to look at it like equating acting black, quote unquote, with being dangerous is gross and terrible, of course. But I mean, at the time, it was just like no one was like edgier than this mm-hmm. dude. Well, it's so it's so funny when like what 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 was ed- what's edgy at one period of time is so like and what? now it's like he's a played out like lounge singer yeah. that people clown on. But it's like at the time at his most vital at his peak, nobody could touch that dude. Yeah. I mean, when I was in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and I had my Kiss records, I mean, my mom thought that that was the worst. Oh, totally. Thing ever. I mean, and literally, if you listen to it now, the drums are like. It's just like so nothing. It's right, but at the time, yeah, it was crazy and scary. I remember because my uncle, my mom's brother, was like super into Kiss, and she was like so scared. She was telling me how she was like always scared of him because he had posters, and she was like, "They were so scary to me." I know it's just like oh, they're dangerous comic book characters. Yes, yes. silly. Yeah, Um, but at the time, yeah, I mean, they were total innovators. Like nobody else was really doing that, and so of course it was scary and new. What What was your grade on that paper? Oh, I think I got an A on it. I have it at somewhere in my parents' house, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. But, yeah, I probably got an A. I'm going to say I got an A. What, what, I think we need to scan that and post that <laughs> online. <laughs> I should find it. It's somewhere in my parents' attic, I'm sure. The, with um, all my other college stuff. So uh, so, so, what's going to happen today, then? You're you're going to play all right. your favorite. This must have been extreme. First of all, how many how many albums does Elvis Presley Well, see, that's have? one thing I got to say. He's a dude, while I have like a zillion of his songs, like... Albums are kind of meaningless. Like, you, you know what I mean? They're more, he's more singles. Yeah. Like no one ever said like this Elvis album is the best Elvis album. Yeah. It wasn't like It kind of isn't like that. I mean right. like the first one, like everybody, like the Clash ripped off the cover and all that, like the self-titled, right, right. I guess. But yeah, when I was going through my collection, I'm like, I don't, there's never, I think even in that time, most people, it wasn't like, have you heard yeah. how this album flows from start to finish? Right. It wasn't like, like, oh, did, have, you heard, like have you heard Rubber Soul or have you heard Revolver? Yeah. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that yet. No, so not yet. I don't really have, I mean, yeah, it's just like a bunch of songs that I kind of even can't tell okay. you what albums they come That's off fine. of and all that kind of shit. So. And are we going to know all these songs or are you going to surprise us with some? Uh, I'll surprise you with some, but you're probably going to know most of them. And as far as um, someone writing their songs or not writing their songs, sure, that's always... An amazing plus if you're sure, a singer songwriter if you if you're a double threat, but um, we talked about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction Murray and I a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and um, he didn't think that Linda Ronstadt should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of that reason. Yeah, because of that reason. I'm like, you know what? It's how, how do you how do you how do you disregard that voice and that that, that talent? Hundred percent agree with just you. Just because she's unable to write a song, and maybe she can write songs, but they're just not. 
up to par with these songs that you recorded. Right. No, I completely agree with you because yeah. it's like if you stand me next to Linda Ronstadt, you hand her a sheet of lyrics, hand me a sheet of lyrics. Guess who's going to sing it better? Yeah, I mean, she should be rewarded for that. Like that's yeah. not like some. There might be a great comedy writer, but he might not be a good comedy performer. Totally. So I absolutely, mean, he goes on and writes. I fully agree. And I think that using that as a yardstick, like erases Mm -hmm. anybody like pre, like, you know, Frank Sinatra too is a prime example of that. Cause I'm like, who could do that better than that guy? Who cares if he didn't write the song? Yeah. I mean, and and, you know, back then a lot of times people didn't write their own songs. Also comedy. There could be a guy that's, that's a great performer. It's all personality and the material is like, meh. Right. But you still like watching them because you're like, yeah, he's still got something. This guy's got I also something. have had this argument with people about Elton John, too, because they're like, he doesn't write his lyrics. And I'm like, who cares? But he writes that music. <laughs> write, right. But the people are like, he doesn't write his own. Like, it's not his own thing, like all of it. And I'm like, he knows his strengths. He knows he can't write lyrics. So why not go and, with what he can do? And those lyrics must mean something to him be- when he because when he reads them, because I mean, I'm sure there's lyrics that Bernie Taupin gave to Elton John. And Elton's like, I can't really. Yeah. I'm not. Oh, yeah, this. and there are also some whack ass lyrics anyway that got recorded even. But yeah. I'm just the funny this is sorry, this is like off the rails. It's just the Elton John thing I have that argument kind of often with people. And I was like, I feel like it's harder. I feel like if somebody hands you words and goes write music mm-hmm. to this, I think that's harder. Yeah. Than just writing it all together. Yeah, and especially because as as you should know, if you're a music fan, they don't write together. He's right. he's handed yeah. the, the lyrics and then he writes the is it the music or the lyrics? Which comes first? I think the lyrics come first. Yeah, and then, in their um, situation, I think Bernie's hands in the lyrics and then he writes the melody. And then it's the opposite because you know I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with the Smiths. Johnny Marr used to just hand Morrissey cassette tapes of music. Okay. He's like, here's songs I wrote. And then Morrissey would take the tapes and go home and listen to them and come up and with the words and the vocal them. melody. Yeah. The, um, and again, when I listen to Elton John, even though I know, for, I know that he doesn't write the lyrics, when I listen to him, that doesn't even enter my mind. Me neither. Because when he's singing it. He's feeling it. He's doing it. Totally. Yeah. Yes, we agree. We agree so, on these things before we we're about to disagree on everything. I don't think we would disagree on everything. <laughs> I'm just, I just, I'm just not... I don't blame you at all. I swear to God. I'm like, I don't know many people around my age that are, but, um, but this is good. This is, uh, but I am, I am a recent Elvis Costello, um, devotee. So we'll, um, is that even a word? But uh, so what we're going to do is you're going to play your favorite Elvis songs. Yes. I'm going to play some of my favorite Elvis Costello songs. I also have an Elvis Presley song that I do like, and I'll tell you why when I first heard it and why I like it. And, um, you always have a gazillion more songs than me. So I'm going to let you start. Okay, well, I'm going to start with the one that's kind of not that good, but the reason I'm going to start with it, it's the very first song okay. I can remember hearing all in right. general when I was like four, because my mom would play this album all the time. It's called Moody Blue. I love that you said mama. Did I say mama? It sounded like you said mama. mama. My mama. She would play it all the time when I was little, and I remember because it was on the album Moody Blue, and mm-hmm. it was blue vinyl. You can drop the needle, whatever. It's like a cheesy 70s jam, but literally the first song I remember hearing in life. And we are eating uh, fluffer nutter bacon sandwiches <laughs> while we I do wish. this. Just like a ball of twine On a spool that never ends That's when I think I know her well Her emotions reveal She's not the person that I thought I knew She's a complicated lady So I call her my baby Like 
middling seventies Elvis. That is, uh, but I'm telling you, it's the first piece of music I even remember hearing. That's in called life. that's called Moody Blue. It's called Moody Blue. It was on a blue, transparent blue vinyl record. Mm-hmm. Because I remember when I was a little kid being like, holy crap. Like, Don't you wish you had that right now? I, my mom still has oh, it. she does. My mom's, I bet if my mom, like, prized, she's got, she grew up into Elvis. Like, she saw him live a bunch. And wow, so she still easy. has all of her, like, original Elvis records from when she was a teenager. So th- this, is, this is definitely a bonding uh, musical oh, figure for yeah. the two of you. I absolutely acknowledge that as well, that, like, I was raised on this stuff. My mm-hmm. mom didn't give a care about the Beatles. She was all Elvis all the time. So, like, I was raised hearing this stuff. How old is your mom right now? She's 60. She will be very angry that I said that on, <laughs> on uh, in a public forum. That's, that is but young. But she's 60. That's yeah. a young mom. Yeah. Is it? Well, yeah. She had me when she was she has a thir- she has 26. A... That was kind of old for the time. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, I remember I, her telling me that all her friends were like, you're going to have a kid or what, spinster? Yeah, I'm a, at I'm, like I'm, 20. I'm 50. I have a nine-year-old. So, I mean, oh, it's sure. totally different right. now. Well, this but, is in the um, South. Because, um, well, that's true. Yeah. What else are they going to do? Also, I'm, I know that that's a part of it. I'm Southern. Mm-hmm. I've got that connection. Yep. You know, I'm a Southern uh, lady who, who's, uh, that makes me have, in my DNA, I have you, to be an gotta, Elvis You got to like Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you've been to Graceland. Oh my God. Like 15 times. <laughs> of course. Well, because it was not that far from driving distance from Atlanta. It's like eight hours. Yeah. There would be some weekends where we, that's nothing. We'd be like, Hey, I'm bored. Let's go to Memphis. Like no joke. That is to me. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like 90 minutes away. And you're like, like eight hours, eight hours right around the piece of cake. Let's do it. That's a a day trip. That's nothing. It is a day trip. Eight hours is a day of driving. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to. Okay. Now it's Elvis Costello. And again, it's not a competition. It's not, we call it Elvis versus Elvis, but they're not battling it out. Elvis Costello. He took his name from Elvis as a, did he take it? I believe so. I can't as, see where else he would have gotten it. Not as a joke, but maybe as an homage. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know either. I'm going to have to I don't, investigate I, The that. funny I thing is, I don't that. know a lot about Elvis Costello personally. Obviously, I, I don't like either. his jams. Yeah. Cool dude. Don't know that much about him personally. Me neither. Um, I know his real name is Declan McManus. Declan Patrick McManus, yes. I think. Yeah. That's, that's I guess that doesn't it. look good on a record, does it? <laughs> Coming up, the, the new single by Dick Patrick McManus. He started on Stiff Records, so it's like, I bet maybe the fake Elvis name is like a kind of fuck you punk rock thing. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it's because he's like making fun of him or something. So funny. He seems like more of like an English gentleman now than he, like, right. than, than a punk. Well, because now he's like doing jazz stuff. He's married yeah. to a sweet jazz lady yeah, or whatever. That's right. Yeah. You've used the word lady a lot today. <laughs> Sweet jazz lady. Uh, okay, well, this is from uh, this is from Elvis Costello's. I think this is the third album, Armed Forces, and this is Oliver's Army. Don't start the talking. I could talk all night. My mind is sleepwalking while I. I guess we'll throw that out. We'll dedicate that one to uh, Jimmy and Daniel's son, Oliver, Oliver Pardo. That is such a great song. Yeah, not a lot of people have that name Oliver either. There's not a lot of Olivers. Do you know any Olivers? I what? know. Uh oh, here we go. No, it's a recent 
Tom Lennon's son is Oliver. Rob oh. Delaney's son is Oliver. Oh, it's a new. There's recent it's, like it's five an, sons in a row. Oh, named it's a Oliver. new one coming around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, All it's right. coming back. Well, then I think I, the Pardos led the charge. They did definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I like that song. And Elvis Costello, he has like uh, he has like because um, I went through the whole catalog once I started getting into it. I had to listen to every single thing, and um, he has like seven, eight great albums, and then yeah. it gets a little. It gets spotty, a dicey. dicey here and there. Oh, there's four songs on that one I like. Yeah, yeah I like about three on that. But um, but the first like six or seven are really or just like flawless. Killer. I agree They're with pretty you. Killer. Totally. All right, here we go. Okay. What was that last one again? Moody, Moody Blue. Moody Blue. That was again. That was mid seventies. That's our early seventies. You know, part of you has to be happy that he didn't write that one. Well, uh, that here's another thing about I, now I'm like looking up Moody Blue because I want to see. It. But he, um, what if you weren't? What if you're just texting your friends? Just like, hey, I'm super bored. Hey, already. man, this is bullshit. <laughs> I could have done this at home. He, I will say this: seventy. Like, I'm not an apologist. Totally know that guy did some garbage stuff. Like, I totally know it. I also own all of his movies on DVD, and I know eighty percent of them are garbage. But the the whole dismissal of Elvis, like just seventies Elvis blanket dismissal, kind of bums me out because he didn't get like super gross and terrible until like the last year of his <laughs> super life. Super gross and terrible. Well, like just how everybody goes. Um, yeah, Moody Blue is seventy seven. Um, that's I thought it was earlier than that. Uh, I knew it was seventies, but I thought it was early seventies. Anyway, he like he still was touring Vegas. He still was on his game until like the last year of his life. Yeah. And that's when he like really gained weight, really was dire circumstances. But Aloha from Hawaii's early seventies, him at the international hotel in Vegas is early seventies. Like all that stuff is still super awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I still watch the Aloha from Hawaii DVD all the time. And I'm like, this is pretty badass. How old, how old would Elvis be if he was alive now? I think in his eighties. In his eighties. Right? So yeah. I think so. What, um, so yeah, he was done before you were even born. Oh, till, yeah, he died the he, he died in seventy seven. Yeah, so two years before I was born. Yeah, I remember where I was when he died. Yeah, it was it a uh, baseball? It was like a little league baseball game. I wasn't even playing. I was there watching someone else play, and they announced it over the uh, over the speakers. And did you do like the jerk off hand motion where you're like, I don't care, like I sucks. No, because at that age, I didn't. Um, he wasn't on my radar musically. So right. at that age, I was just like, every, every, but every, I remember everyone was like, oh. Man, really, Elvis? Yeah. So, because how old was he when he passed? Forty-two. That's really forty-four, forty-two. That's really young. Oh yeah, yeah. That's terribly. Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but he was in bad shape. Yeah. All right, what's up? What's, okay. What do you got? All right, after your jam. Okay, I'm gonna play this song called "Such a Night." But here's the thing. This is like an outtakey kind of thing. I want you to play it from the beginning, just because I like to hear him talk. Oh, he's it's gonna, a fun, uh, uh, sunny and red. I it's gotta, like in a studio thing, but it's a jam. I mean, it's a total jam. So we're going to lay this down. Let's play, so. this, let's play this one from the beginning. It's great. WB0105, take two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my fault. See, so how many are we going to do? How many did we do before? <clears throat> okay. All right. L to WB zero one oh five take three. It was a night. No, no, no. Yeah. no I don't think it was. L to WB zero one oh five take four. Hey, wait for my hand, Chief, before you come in on the beat. 
really was such a night. The moon was bright. Oh, how bright it was. It really was such a night. The night was alive with stars above. Oh, when she kissed me, I had to fall in love. That voice, dude. Well, I will tell you, something. there's uh, there's uh, there's nothing better than a band playing recording live. In oh the studio. my god, totally. I mean, I've said I think I've talked about this before, but I saw a documentary uh, when Aerosmith's album Pump came out. Mm-hmm. It was making of Pump, and in the you see Steven Tyler singing like a line at a time, and they're mm-hmm. just and they're piecing it all together, and I was like. Oh, I, I never knew that that happened. Mm-hmm. I thought they just went in and... And did everything like separately? Th- yeah, did it and then put it all together. But I right. didn't know that he would sing like one, could possibly sing, oh, could you do that line again, Steven? And then they would just push and edit it. I'm like, oh, man, right. that feels so not um, organic or not... Right. not but uh, yep. I, I do like the sound of, of live. Oh, my sing- God, I do too. Hear, hear them counting it in. You can hear the guy's foot tapping on yes. the floor. And like the horns are there and stuff. Like I love that too. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, like I just think he has the most amazing voice mm-hmm. ever of all time. Yeah. And so I like that. I like how it's so effort. It's just he's like, hey, w- one more time, okay, and then just opens his mouth and that amazing voice comes right. out, like with zero prep or zero, mm-hmm. just like yeah, I got this. Uh, I'm singing amazingly with no, <laughs> you know, ramp up at all. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Uh, I got some. Uh, I got, here's here's what I got on Elvis Costello. His um. Uh, his father's his father, I guess, was a musician, and his his father's stage name was D. P. Costello. So, um, uh, his manager at Stiff Records said, "Why don't you take Elvis Presley's first name and your dad's stage name, and we'll call you Elvis oh, Costello?" Okay, and that was it. Oh, so that worked. That worked for him. That seems really. I mean, what a. <laughs> Hey, how about this? You just take Elvis Presley's first name. Oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's it, it was either that or Elvis Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. <laughs> so he went with, he decided to he go with Elvis He made the right Costello. choice. Yeah. Um, okay. My next Elvis Costello song is, uh, is from 1982 album called Imperial Bedroom when um, kind of mellows it down a little bit. And this is, uh, this is Man Out of Time. How are you holding up there? Let's hear that voice. Let's compare that to Elvis's. <laughs> I want you to say, let's take it from, uh, let's do one more. Take it from the top. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. No chance. No chance. Um, okay. <sighs> all right. For my next one, then, I'm going to do this total jam called Stranger in My Own Hometown, which is from Elvis back in Memphis. This is like after he's back out of the army, he's back on his game. Mm-hmm. You know, comeback special came out, and you love that comeback special. You told me you watch it like every like two weekly, weeks. like yeah. no joke, because it is to me it encompasses. It's like just a performer at the top of his game in mm-hmm. every way. He looks his best, he sounds his best, moves are on point, mm-hmm. everything about it. 
This would be like cheap trick at Budokan. Oh, t- oh totally. For Elvis. I've, I have also, because I've totally just put it on at parties. Like if people come to my house, I'm like, here's the background stuff. Right. Elvis 68 comeback special. Enjoy it. And have you, uh, have you, um, uh, what do I want to say? Have, have you, uh, I can't even talk. Have, <laughs> have people watched this and then said, uh, you know what? I really never really liked Elvis people that much. People kind of have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm cool. like converting people, right. but they're converting definitely. Converting is what the word I was looking for Actually, was. now I'm going to change my choice. I'll play this one next because now we're talking about this. I'm going to play, oh, what should I play from it? I'm going to play, uh, Lord, uh, I'm going to play Guitar Man. So it's in there, Trouble slash Guitar Man. Played it at like 110. That's from this thing. But no, I've, I haven't converted people to where they're like, I'm going to go buy all of Elvis's records. But right. definitely people have been like, oh, he's not terrible. Like, they, I thought he sucked, and now I'm seeing... They, they gain an appreciation. Yeah, okay. totally. So this is one of the songs in, in, in the medley in the beginning of the 68 special. Well, I quit my job down at the car walk. I left my mama here goodbye no. By sundown, I left Kingsland with my guitar and my coat. I hitchhiked all the way down to Memphis, got a room in the YMCA. And for the next three weeks, I went to hunt them nights, I was looking for a place to play. Well, I thought my picket would set on fire, but nobody wanted to hire a guitar man. Well, I nearly bounced on the death down to Memphis. I run out of money and luck So I bought me a ride down to Macon, Georgia On an overloaded boat I bought no down to Panama City Started picking out some of them all-night boys I'm hoping I can make myself a dollar Making music on my guitar I got the same old story Them all-night beers You know there ain't I no can room around here for it. It's him like walking down the thing He's got the guitar in hand It's the best So black, badass Black leather, black, jet black hair yeah, well, that's in the round when he's like sitting in the round. Yes. This is when he, he's wearing like a white suit. Oh, okay. He, ch- he has a few outfit changes. In I've it. only, I think I've only ever seen clips when it's in the round with him. Uh, that with is it. the best. And every time I watch that, I'm like, I don't understand how, like, he's sitting, like, there are girls right now. I'm like, mm. how are they not ripping him to shred? I'd be like, I'd be ripping his clothes off. They were probably, in they his must hotel have had to sign night, something. Probably in his hotel room the night before. All of them? I mean, maybe, I guess it maybe. could be possible. But I was thinking, I was wondering what they were signing like when they come into the thing. It's like, I will not forcibly rape Elvis Presley yeah. when I am sitting two feet away from him. Sign here. Yeah, it's, um, I know that I, the fanaticism of, of girls back then with, with, with Elvis, pretty much anyone. It, it was, it but, was insane. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. Um, again, that's live. That's, there's no click track. No. There's no backing track. There's Mm-mm. not a, keyboard guy under the stage right. everyone's out there everyone's playing live totally and uh i do like uh, i do like that aspect i don't know why i mean look when when this is probably for you like when when i hear someone go no nah, i don't really like the beatles right you go like well, no not like the beatles no i definitely understand people not liking elvis way more than that mm. i definitely get it okay i would not i don't fault i totally get it i like i think is weird mm-hmm. but i get it right that's like if someone tells because a lot of people tell me that they don't like the Ramones, and I get that. Right. But I love the Ramones. Sure. So. Well, I mean, a lot and of I, and again, I, I'm not Elvis and the Ramones. I'm not putting them in right. the same category. But I mean, I get it in the way that, like, you know, if you're a music purist or whatever, I get that there's you don't like that he doesn't write his mm-hmm. songs. You don't because a lot of it for me though too. He just was like a total pat, like the style. I like I'm into the costumes, the hair, like all of that yeah. is a thing to me. 
and that I think is a very important like most of the stuff here's my thing I'm like you can not like them all you want you like the little capes I do I kind of (laughs) do I like a showman I like that kind of stuff right but for me it's like you can not like them all day long but you have to admit that like 98 percent of whatever you listen to would not have happened if elvis presley wasn't born 98 percent. i promise you or it would have taken much longer for it to happen well, because this, go back and read my let me i'll find my journalism paper from college well bands i like like love elvis you right but I mean? it isn't even a case of like it's not that it's like right. he made it possible i don't mean uh, he didn't like invent music but it's like had he not done what he done at the time he did it he allowed, it would have taken he, a lot longer for other allowed, stuff to happen. He allowed other white, up-and-coming white artists kinda, yeah. to be more black. <laughs> kind of. I mean, that sounds like gross, but kind of. sounds kinda. weird, I know. Yeah. Right. There, uh, did you ever see that Elvis uh, biopic with Kurt Russell? I did. Elvis? It's directed by John Carpenter. I feel like he was the best Elvis out kinda of was a good Elvis. Of the Elvises that have played. And interestingly enough, one of the first movies he was in when he was a little kid was an Elvis movie. Oh, that's funny. And he stomped on Elvis's foot. And Elvis like yells at him. Oh, I forget. I think it's Spin Out or Speedway. I don't know, but it's like little like six year old Kurt foot. Russell. He stomps on his foot in scene. Yes. It wasn't like no. It, it was part of the okay, movie. Okay. Like Kurt Russell stomps on his foot, and yeah. That's yeah. funny. Kurt Russell's been around forever. Yeah. That guy's cool. He still looks good. I by know. the way, what's up with that guy? Uh, hey, this song, this next song, it comes from uh, Elvis's uh, Costello's first album on Warner Brothers Records. This is produced by uh, T Bone Burnett and co-written. By Paul McCartney. Mm. Uh, And this is, uh, everyone knows this song. This is Veronica. Is it all in that pretty little head of yours? What goes on in that place in the dark? Well, I used to know a girl and I could have sworn that her name was Veronica. Well, she used to have a carefree mind of her own and a delicate look in her eyes. I'm afraid she's not even shot in the neighbors who run again. Looks like uh, that's not rules. Looks like McCartney played uh, bass on that. Too. Oh, looks like uh, man, Chrissy Hine might have sang some background vocals on that. Too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's a jam. Yeah, that's a fun song. Uh, it must have been a thrill to write uh, for anyone to get to write with McCartney, work with McCartney. Oh, of course. So pretty cool. Did Elvis? Did Elvis ever work with other artists? Like other known artists he yeah i mean he well also like he never do it like they didn't do those duets albums back in that no, they in didn't, the day no it wasn't anything like that i do remember reading about how um speaking of mccartney like when he first met the beatles mm-hmm. and elvis was just freaked out because they all just stared at him like they you know obviously they wanted to meet him and he was like of course yeah, yeah. i totally want to meet the beatles and he was i remember reading he it was like a case of him being like hey guys what's going on and like they all just stared at him Elvis. and he's like uh okay if you guys are just gonna stare at me i'm gonna go to bed or whatever yeah that they were just like that awestruck but i w- he did later on want to he kind of hated the beatles at first mm-hmm. 
because he was like scared and intimidated by them. Mm-hmm. But then later on, he he was like, I get it. I want to do weirder stuff. I want to do more progressive music stuff. And the colonel was like, no, you can't. <laughs> the colonel. For real. Like the colonel is the worst and like the grossest. You're talking about Colonel Sanders? Colonel Sanders, his manager, Colonel Sanders <laughs> is like, look, I got 33 herbs and spices on the line here. <laughs> no, he, yeah, Colonel Tom Parker was the worst dude ever. And Elvis was didn't know it and didn't know how to handle you know, he was just like yeah. some kid who's like, I just want to sing. I don't care what I have to do to do that. Yes, I'll sign my life away but, to you. But yet Elvis's estate is worth millions and millions. So something must have been right. That the colonel must have done something right, right? Well, at, when he, I know when Elvis was alive, he got like 50, 50 It was like the most unheard of manager deal ever. It was like 50, 50. It was like 50, 50, no joke. And like, obviously that's insane. So and if Elvis made a billion dollars, the colonel got half a billion dollars. Totally. But it. I don't know since, I mean, yeah, he's, I think Elvis has made more obviously since he's been mm, dead. Right. Um, but I don't know how that works now. I mean, obviously since the Colonel is dead, I don't know. I think just Lisa Marie gets all the money. I'm a big Lisa Marie fan. Her <laughs> music is. Can you, uh, what if somebody was like, I don't like Elvis Presley, but, but, but I love, Lisa, love Marie Lisa Marie Presley. I mean, she brings something to, she, hey, she writes her own songs. Did her dad do that? He didn't. Imagine, though. Which <laughs> that is, would be so odd. Yeah, totally. But, I love Donny Harrison. He is so right, much better than Drake. Right. That, remember when, well, when she first started, I was just, I felt so bad because I'm like, imagine if your dad is literally probably the most famous person who ever lived and you're like, I'm going to do what he did. It's like, why bother? And me? then, and then Michael Jackson is your ex-husband. Oh my God, how weird. <laughs> but do you remember, crazy. I think it was David Spade when he was hosting Weekend Update mm-hmm. when, um, the wallflowers came out and he was doing like the Hollywood men or whatever. And he was talking about that, like how Jacob Dylan have to go, Hey dad, I'm in a band now. Like, do you want to hear my band? Are we good? And he's like, I'm Bob Dylan. You're not (laughs) good. Like, yeah, I know that because I'm Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. That must be so, I mean, who is, who is an offspring that's like really, that is, who's like gone out on their own and did well. Yeah. It's tough. Mm. Like Julian Lennon, when he first came out, was pretty successful. Yeah, he sounds so much like yeah, his yeah, dad. Yeah. It's like scary. Who? I like Rebby Jackson? Centipede? <laughs> no, who? No, yeah. That is a that's a good question. I don't think you Nobody ever... comes to mind who's like super successful. Maybe Hank Williams Jr.? Hank Williams Jr., totally. Yeah. He, yeah, he's more successful I think than his dad ever was. Yeah. I mean, All that's right. not my bag but um i've seen hank williams jr live dog and it was good this is way pre this is when i was like eight yeah at the savannah civic center obviously way pre fox news stuff where i'm like oh he's a creep right but he's he can play everything i remember at eight years old being like this guy kind of rocks and he just played every instrument yeah if you can sometimes say you know before the internet and everything, we didn't know what anyone's views yeah, were. Yeah, I didn't know. You know what I mean? Also, my uncle is like, looks just like, my uncle's like super Bocephus for life. Only <laughs> wears, he only wears like Bocephus t-shirts and looks just like him. Like has a big beard and like looks like Hank Williams Jr. Like loves him so much. So I remember he was like, you want to go? And I'm like, I'm eight. I'll go to a show. And then I, I was like, this is kind of good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you're up. Okay, you're sorry. We, I, I keep. We haven't. We've hardly played any music. We're topic. talking. Okay, now this time I'll play "Stranger in My Own Hometown." This is from back in Memphis. This is live in Memphis, post army, everything. You can play from the beginning. This is a jam.
change in my own hometown I'm like a stranger Like a stranger in my own hometown My so-called friends don't be friendly Oh, but you can't keep a good man down Cause you can't keep it I came home with intentions About five or six years ago About five or six years ago oh, My hometown won't accept me I just don't feel welcome here no more Now, see, I wouldn't have, uh, if, you, if someone just played that for me, I wouldn't know that was Elvis, really. Really? I don't think I would. Because that's how versatile his voice is? And I might, uh, I might have actually liked that. Oh, no! But uh, Nice! Yeah, that's a pretty A victory cool. for me. There's a victory, because I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know it was Elvis. Well, you did know, because of the theme of the show being Elvis versus Elvis. I pretended like I didn't Oh, know. okay, okay. <laughs> this is uh, my next. Uh, I have no. I have no back history. I have no. no all this. Uh, all this fun stuff about Elvis Costello that you have. I just know that they have the same name. So let's right. <laughs> throw that together for a slipshod topic. Um, this is from uh, an album called Punch the Clock. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I think this is when he was. He was uh, trying to be a little more uh, poppy. Right. A little more poppy and get some more radio play and. Mm-hmm. And this is a song called, uh, this is a song called, uh, Let Them All Talk. You are to say to our tattoos, believe me now, I'm all over you, all over you. I know the plan, I know the plan, it's Got the background singers, got the horns in there. Right, right. Little, little I'm different. Horns. Little different. Uh, Elvis Costello uh, sound on that one. Someone said, uh, someone suggested a topic a long time ago that we've never done called "Let's Get Horny." And uh, I'm, I'm but, so into horn sections, but, but like bands that usually don't use horns, when they all of a sudden, right? Now we're going to use them for a song or two, right? We might have to I could do that. I'm super that. into horn sections and I'm super into saxophone solos and pop songs. I swear to God, like genuinely into it. What's your favorite sax solo? Careless Whisper. Oh, okay. Come on. It's a pretty good. Song. Wham's Careless Whisper. That's good. Who plays sax on that? Do you know that? Let's see. How I don't know that. You could have said any I can't. Name. Do, I know, right? Kenny G. Yeah. No, I have no idea. But like Clive Owen. Really? The actor <laughs> Clive Owen. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's who did it. That's his sax background. Sexual harassment. <laughs> I have a playlist in my iTunes called Sexual Harassment with all my favorite sax solo songs. Do you isolate the sax solo? Like you don't have the whole... You just, <laughs> a just, friend of mine really did make a loop of the Careless Whisper solo. It goes on for like 10 minutes. That's all it is. It's so great. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, Hit well me. now... Hit me, Sonny. Red. That makes me... Uh, see, I always... What you play makes me... It depends on what I play. So now I feel like I should play some horns things. Um, I'm going to play... This is a song where he just goes balls out and he's like... Rah! It's called Hard-Headed Woman. 
he's just like I wish I hope there's no lyrics I just hope it's music and he's <laughs> like you can play this one from the beginning too well a hard headed woman a soft hearted man but in the cause of trouble ever since the world began oh yeah oh yeah and the sister one more again a hard headed woman a sword and a slide on that Adam told evil listen yeah to me don't you let me catch you messing around that apple tree oh yeah oh yeah and the sister one more again Yeah, so that's a jam. This uh, that song just made me think of something. When I first moved out here, one of the first jobs I had was I would do kids parties on the weekend. I would dress up in costume. Whoever whoever was requested, you know, right? I'd be a Power Ranger. I'd be Barney. Whoever I was, right? I got I got a call from the the agency. They're called Characters Kids Love, mm-hmm. and they said we need the kid wants Elvis at his party. A kid? Yeah. And I said, well, I go, I don't. I don't look like Elvis. I can't sing. Yeah, I can't. Do and they go, we have. I go, my hair's not great like Elvis's. <laughs> little, little better fifteen years ago than it is now. But, um, but they're like, look, we, we got, we got a great costume. We got the the cool seventies sure. big sunglasses and and a we, jumpsuit. And, yeah, the, yeah, I mean, the costume was amazing. And 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 they go put some fake sideburns on you and just you know slick your do whatever you can with your hair. So I did that party. And the kid, I mean, the kid knew I wasn't Elvis. Sure. But. How old was this kid? The kid was like four or five. What a rad kid. And he was dressed like Elvis too. And what? so I just, uh, you know, I can't sing, but I just don't fool them on. I would just yeah, do yeah, stupid yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and it was a lot of fun, but I was dreading it. You know, the whole, not because I didn't like Elvis. I was just dreading it because. Because the kid's going to know you're a fraud. Yeah. And I also <laughs> dreaded it whenever, like when they, the kids would want Superman. And right. I would be Superman because you get there and they're what? like. But they're that like, seems relatively easy as far as like it is. But then they're going to say, uh, "Can can you fly? Can you can oh, you okay. can you lift up my car?" Can of course, you, of and course. Then, and then you have to make all these. My friend Rusty says because uh, he did the kids' parties too. He's like, when, when when you show up as Superman, you're you're really just man. Yeah, well, because you, you can't do anything super. Can't you lie though? And can't you be like? I I think one of you kids has kryptonite on you, so unfortunately I can't. I can feel it <laughs> we, in the vicinity. I, I would we would lean towards the uh, oh I'm here for you. If I fly, I might see trouble, and then I might have to leave. <laughs> so and then be like mm, that is incredible. Okay, look kid, I'm here to entertain you. I'm not on the clock. Yeah, right. If I start flying, I might see crime. Yeah. I might have to go ha- solve it. This is my yeah. day off. I yeah. want to have some yeah. cake. I'm away from that battle Superman axe. Has a Lois. Day off. I'm not punching the clock today, yeah. kid. On my le- during my leisure time, I'm hanging out at your party. <laughs> One time I did a Spider-Man party, so I, I have to dress in my car. It's in a it's in a public park, so oh. I dress in my car, and then I'm walking across the park, full Spider-Man sure. garb, and I've got my bag of balloons and all my stupid stuff. Yeah, and there's some kids on the swings, and this kid goes, uh, this kid goes. Hey, Spider-Man. And I wave. And he goes, you suck. Well, of course. You son of a bitch. Of, how old was that kid? Oh, old know, enough probably, to punch? Did yeah, you go punch him? He was probably 12. And, oh, okay. And, and I was like, my, my response was, uh, nice talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really what you said. Yeah. Nice talk. Sure. That's incredible. That is incredible. Uh, is it my turn? It's my turn. Yeah. This is... Uh, this is from the uh, from the O twos. This is a uh, two. Oh no! Yeah, yes, it is. 
It's a uh, the arts. The arts. This is from an album called When I Was Cruel. This is a this is a song that the Bangles also did a cover of. It's a pretty great song called Tear Off Your Own Head, and then in parentheses, it's a doll revolution. albums does Elvis have what was his output what is it was it like a maybe a couple albums a year I couldn't even tell you because even in that day too like everything was a was like a greatest of repackaging and a greatest hits and mm-hmm. a whatever like it was all just a collection of singles because I was looking at that too and like his discography is just like endless like as far as like proper albums I couldn't even tell you that. right that's what so I'm like so into Elvis and I'm like I want to talk about them all day but when it comes down to that brass tacks that stuff I right. really I'm just curious because back then it seemed like uh, it seemed like bands just went in and just recorded right constantly because it wasn't this nitpicky thing of uh we got to spend months and months and right. months in the studio it wasn't like you two five albums five years between albums right. they just went in and well and also and did it and like we were saying earlier there was no thought of how is this going to flow and what should be the opening track and the closer and yeah. the whatever like no it, it, nothing, it was just like put the songs on a record and right. get it out i mean yeah. it wasn't springsteen recording 40 songs right taking it down to 12 and then spending totally. months and then just sequencing i can't say the word sequencing the album yeah yeah exactly so that none of that was like really part of the process i feel like none of that was part of the process until like the beatles yeah it feels like um maybe it shouldn't be part of the process maybe it should just be more well i feel like it isn't again now i feel like it started with the beatles and then because i like that though especially when i was growing up and i would buy an album it was in i would sit down i would put on my headphones and i would listen to it from start to finish like because to me, I would analyze it, the hell out of it. Like, why is it in this order? Why does this song follow this song? Da, da, da. And like the arc of it. But I think now we've gone back to where that doesn't matter because of iTunes and everything. Like yeah. people barely even buy entire albums at once. I know they don't. It's just like, yeah. oh, I like these two songs. Right. And, and a lot of times that's good when there's not a good album and you right. just want the three songs. But uh, yeah, I, I still do like albums. But I do um, too. But it makes me kind of feel bad this day and age for people who do still put care and, de- and it's deliberate with the, the bands that do sit down yeah. and go, this is the order because it means something in the flow of the whatever, because I don't think anybody really pays attention to that anymore. I just feel like uh, you can't, you can't have a career in music anymore. Like you can't have like a, a career that's going to, that's going to give you mailbox money for right. the rest of your life. Like, 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 like Foo Fighters, let's say, I right. mean, the, it's just not, that doesn't happen anymore. you like, Everyone doesn't love this band, and then you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I fully agree with you. It's uh, it's it's tough. Must be so tough to be a musician right now. I agree completely, and yeah. also, yeah, because it's not viewed. People's careers aren't, you know, back in the day, whatever that. I, I guess up until like mm-hmm. the '90s. You could like people. You'd be like, "This is a promising debut album. Right. Let's see what the next one. Right. Let's see how they mature mm-hmm. to the." Ne- and now it's just like, "Hey, do you have a cool jam? Okay, that's fine. Like it's not." 
yeah, right. there's no time to evolve or change like, and grow. I wonder what it would be like because I'm, I'm sure is is American Top Forty is that still a, sh- a weekly show? I don't that's even on? know. I don't even know. What would that be like to sit down and listen to that? What I, I, I would probably be like, what? I don't even know any of this. What well, I would definitely on? be like, I don't know any of this. But I, yeah, because I, yeah, I don't know because I, mean, I would also listen to it. Those shows when I was growing up, I'd listen to them as an indicate. Like I'd hear mm-hmm. a song, go, "I'm going to go buy that yeah, album yeah. because I want to see what exactly. the rest of the album is." And like, I don't think anybody has that attitude anymore. They just go, "I'm going to go buy that song." No, the and, end. You, and you couldn't go on iTunes and like listen to ninety seconds of each song and then decide you right. you, you had to go out. Just, and, yeah, and you bought it, and you, if you didn't like it, tough. You didn't like it, totally. You you spent you you lost nine bucks. We're and I think I kind of forced myself to like a lot of stuff. Yeah, because you'd go, okay. Because later on, I'd listen and go, what? But it's like, because I bought it, mm-hmm. I went through the effort of going to physically buy this thing. I'd right. get it home and be like, I should listen to it a lot yeah. and since like, I paid this money. When I was in high school and college, I mean, even though my parents didn't listen to what I was listening to, they, they knew who Madonna was or right. Prince or right. Springsteen. They knew, they were aware of right. who these artists are. And now we don't have a real awareness of totally. who everyone is. But I was talking to Chip about this actually recently too about Prince being the last of like we're never going to have like another Prince or another no. Madonna. No. There's never going to be like another iconic person who's like everyone on the planet knows who this person is. I, I think and I, I've talked about this hard so many times but maybe Taylor Swift right I was now, thinking that or it feels like everyone knows who she is. Right. But in but she still feels like it's um, for some reason I think she still feels it still feels like she's for kids. Yeah. Isn't but that she's, weird? She's not, but it feels that way. Right. I don't know. I think because she's um, on the surface, her music feels safe. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing threatening. Like, I just feel like Prince is the last of that breed. And yeah. it's, it's crazy for me to think in my lifetime, in my prime music listening mm-hmm. years, even like I had Prince, Michael Jackson and Madonna. I had all three of those. Yeah. I feel like they're because they're like the three last of that kind of thing. Right. I remember when I when I got my uh, first iPod. It was the original iPod that came out, uh-huh. and I remember the iTunes Music Store, and I'm like, "This is the greatest thing ever." And now, now you kind of don't I like kinda it. I think it's not, even yeah. though I still use it. We use it. We're using it today. We're using right. iTunes and everything to play the music, but it kind of kind of ruined. Oh, I only recently kinda succumbed. Ruined. I only started using iTunes in like the last year. Really, and I only recently. I used to be like annoyingly, defiantly, like I'm never buying anything off iTunes. Yeah. But in the last year is, is the first time I bought music off mm. of it. And it was, I will say, I still buy it like you, totally go out to yeah. Amoeba and buy physical CDs. I'll yep. never stop doing that. But in iTunes, I have found it useful for stuff that like I haven't been able to find anywhere, I like any record and, store. Yeah, it's just not physically. You can't put yeah. your hands on it. So you go and, well, So there, a song or two here and is. there, I'm like, oh, I, I found it. I got to buy it here. Yeah. But that was only in very recent times and reluctantly. So through gritted teeth, I was I buying those songs. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. It's disappointing. We're, we're getting old. It's crazy. This is some real like walk up the hill both ways, barefoot in the snow mm-hmm. type shit. Like I used to have to do all this to get records. You you kids these days. Yeah. And yet my daughter has a Kindle mm-hmm. and, um, and I don't have this, I, but I love being like, she's like, Oh dad, there's this book I want. And I say, boom, boom. It's in the Kindle right. immediately. I don't feel I feel different. I feel, I think that's okay for some reason. But with music, it's with different. With music, it's, it feels different. Yeah. I started, I'm with you. I was reluctant on the Kindle train. I was like, mm. but books, you got to handle mm. your books and have them 
but I yeah, I was quicker to adapt to the Kindle stuff than I was music. But she well. will tell me sometimes she'll go, no, no, I want to have I want to have that as a book. No, I, I do that too. That, yeah. I do that too. Like with Morrissey's autobiography. Are you well, kidding yeah. me? I got it on like every, I got it hardback, paperback, also Kindle. I'm like, I need this in all formats. Is there an audio book for that? There is, but the actor, David Morrissey reads it, not Morrissey himself. David Morrissey from Walking Dead. Yes. He's the, uh, he's the, what's his name? The gen- I can't think of what his name is. What is it? The governor. The governor. I was going to say the general. The general. of the- <laughs> He's the general, right? But it's just that. No, I'm like, of course, I want to listen to Morrissey's voice for four hours, not somebody else's with Wonder the who- same last name. That's so funny that they got the guy with the same last name. Yeah. No, I mean, re- he just no relation, right? No, no relation. Yeah. You think Morrissey, you think he didn't want to read it? I think it's just like his way of, it's just a goof. That's his sense of humor. He's just like, hi guys, get it? Same last name. I don't know. Maybe he was like, I don't want to read my, no, he's pretty self-involved. I would think he'd want to read his own words for four hours. What's Morrissey's full name? Stephen Patrick Morrissey. Stephen Patrick Morrissey. I like that middle name. Yeah. Um, we talked so much today. I don't know whose turn it is. Okay. Sorry. I I'm think... going to give it to you. Okay. Kyle's keeping track. And let me know when the last song comes up. Cause I know when I'm playing last. Okay. After what you just played, I'm going to play kind of a chill song. This is called Memphis, Tennessee. This is off a comp called tomorrow is a long time. Um, this is just like a chill jam. You can p- kind of play this anywhere, I guess, really like 30 seconds in or something. To get in touch with my Maria She's the only one who would phone me here from Memphis, Tennessee Her home is on the south side, high up on a ridge Just a half a mile from the Mississippi Bridge It's not often that we play music that predates uh, me and you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is, uh, we're going to have a triple shot of Elvis because right now I'm going to play uh, an Elvis song, okay. a song that I do like, and then we'll go back to you. You'll play another Elvis Oh, song. wow. Okay. But this is, uh, this song is from 1957. Okay. And uh, they actually used to play this song on MTV. It was, a, it was a clip from a movie. I don't know what the movie is though. Maybe you know. But um, this song is called... You're so square. Okay. Baby, I don't care. Yes. And I love this song. Look, I love the bass. It looks like bass. You don't like crazy music. You don't like rocking bands. You just want to go to a movie show and sit there holding hands. You're so square. Baby, I don't care. Don't like a hard rod racing, driving late at night. You just want to park with slides and dark. You just want to hold me tight. You're so square. Baby, I don't care. Who doesn't like hot rod racing? I know. You like it, right, April? I love it. 
It's my favorite. <laughs> Hot rod racing. Uh, okay, well, that makes me... Okay, since you played... That's from the movie Jailhouse Rock. Yeah. So I'm going to play Jailhouse Rock. All right. Because that is one of my all-time favorite jams. Also, that movie, legitimately a good movie. It is a good movie. I'm not against uh, the Jailhouse Rock. Is he in jail in the movie? He is. For murder. Okay, well, here... For murder. <laughs> 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 he murdered babies. Oh. He was a serial baby murderer. He gets it. cleared though, right at the end, and then has a big fundraising concert. Wait, <laughs> fundraising. <laughs> yeah, the concert is to raise funds for his baby murder defense. Yes, thank it's you. Really God. grim and dark for I, a fifties movie. Yeah, but you know they pull it all together in the end. It's a fun. They get a I, big dance sequence. I here's the. I do think you would like it. Legitimately, it's a good movie. And okay, people who don't like Elvis like the movie. Um. I will say about the song, I think it's a jam, it rules, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you listen to it, though, and also in the dance scene, is clearly about gay dudes. Because there's that lyric where it's like, you're the cutest jailbird I ever did see. Yeah. Come do the jailhouse rock with me. He can only be singing that to a dude. There's no co-ed jails. And the jailhouse rock is actually... Butt stuff. It means butt stuff. Butt stuff in prison. No, but and so even in the dance sequence in the movie, it's like all dudes dancing. Right. So there you go. But this is just a rad song. Drop the needle anywhere. And the, 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 the guys that are playing the, uh, the, the prisoners in this film, mm-hmm. uh, I bet they look really hardcore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got teardrop tattoos. <laughs> They're dangerous, yeah. dude. They don't have perfectly done hair. I sure would be delighted with your company. Come on and do the jail and rock with me. That lyric when Such he says uh, sad sack sitting on a block of stone, yeah. he's talking about his penis. <laughs> his yeah, penis sad is a, because he can't find another male yeah. cellmate to so dance sit, with. Sit right here on my block of stone. That's right. I, yes, I will. Uh, you know Dude. What? See, I do like that. And see, here's what's going to happen. If I start listening to any Elvis Presley music at my house, my wife's going to go, you have a crush on April Richardson. Oh, my God. Because, what? Because, because for, you're listening to an artist that like the, zillions no, of people for 20, have listened But for to. 20 years, I've said, I hate. Elvis. Right, right, right. I, I can't do it. Look. I can't do it. Sonny, Red, Murray. Um, Dude, in a jailhouse rock, and this specifically the scene where he's singing You're So Square, is like the apex of human attractiveness. Oh my God, does that dude look so good? He's like wearing the sweater, he's singing uh-huh. it out by the pool. I, like you've never seen yeah, anything he's got the, hotter. He's got like the, he's almost preppy. That he's got the collar Preppy Elvis and he's can like, get it for eternity. That is like my porn, dude. Preppy Elvis, I cannot <laughs> deal with. Preppy Elvis and then 68 comeback special Elvis. It's like oh. the two points in human history where it's like no one will ever be that attractive again. Like, don't even bother. I'm going to... Uh, we have to wrap it up. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'll play one more song. Oh, okay. I'll let you play two then. Yeah, because I, I, I know what I want to end on. Okay, I'll play... And I'll let you play two in a row. And, uh, let I can me just see. play one. Oh, because you wanted me to play my Elvis Costello song that I like. No, you don't have to do that. No, I just can... say what it is. Allison, I would totally pick Allison. Allison's a great song. Yeah, everyone. It's lovely. Has. Yeah, but I want you to be able to play some Elvis Presley songs. I'll just play one. I'm cool with just playing one. Okay, more. then I'll play one, and then you play one. I gotta figure out which one I want to play. 
Let's play. Let's play uh, the one from Get Happy. Let's play that one. And let's play it right now, Kyle. Some things you never get used to, even though you're feeling like another man. That's from Get Happy, which has 20 songs on it. Yeah. And uh, I like that because he's still kind of singing in that little bit punky voice. Right. Like, kind of Almost like he's deaf. Almost like he's Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> fidelity. Right. And now I'm going to think Allison. No, that's a jam. The that's angels totally want to wear my red shoes. Um, what are you, uh, you going to close out with? I feel okay. bad. Only one more. But Don't you know what? feel we'll, bad. We'll, you'll be playing Elvis songs on other shows. Yeah. You'll I mean, find a way to wedge I'll, these in. Totally. All okay. Right. This, I'm going to end the song that ends the 68 comeback special because when he was recording it, the people that were in charge were like, okay, we want you to end with what, like some fluffy, uh-huh. like whatever. And he's like, it's 68. I can't sing. It, was, it aired at Christmas time too, 68. He's like, I got to sing something way more important than this. He's okay. like, I'd civil rights shit's going on, crazy shit's going on. I'm not going to sing, like, Hound Dog. Right. He was like, write me something real. And so that night, the guy, the music director of the thing went home and wrote, If I Can Dream. And that's what I'm going to... I don't know if I know this one. It's great. He sings it with a white suit at the end, big lights behind him. It's very poignant. It's great. Just so play it from the beginning. Am I going to cry? You might. <laughs> How much pressure is that on the guys who had to write that? He's yeah, like, you wrote it in that night, too. Literally overnight. Came back and was like, here's your song. And then everyone had to learn it. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, it's totally crazy. 
I don't feel like we played as much music today as we, we normally it's do. It's my fault. But, it's not, but I feel like this, is a, this was a good informational sure, show. Sure, sure. I think there was good conversation. I think so, too. I think mostly it was a good show. It's because, my fault. I was way chattier than normal. Though. No, no, no. That's, it's good to be chatty. And we had to keep up the slack because this guy can't talk at Because this guy. No. This guy with his crying baby voice. So, <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, let's do some quick uh, promotion. April, you're on Twitter at A-P-A-P-E-Y. Yes. You have the Go Bayside podcast. I do. And they can find that where? GoBayside.tumblr.com. Also, it's on iTunes and stuff. It's on iTunes. And um, it's highly rated. It's up there on iTunes, right? I mean, it's pretty great. It's It's pretty great. It's popular. (laughs) Um, Sure. Kyle, we can find you at at KyleDotsonFunny. Or as you would say it, at KyleDotsonFunny. And uh, and, uh, we're at Rock Solid Show, at Pat underscore Francis. Also, like us on Facebook. uh, Follow us on Twitter. Give us a nice review on iTunes. And uh, that's it. Thanks, April, again for being here. Thank you for letting me talk about Elvis so much. We'll, we'll talk about him again and again. <laughs> and uh, and Kyle, what do you got? You got a play out song of some sort? You don't have no. a play out song? <laughs> what would you like to play out with then? I'll let you choose one. Oh, gee, just, you can play just the end of If I Can Dream. Okay, play that Just out. play the end of it. Wherever you stopped it. Just pick it up from there. Motherfucker. And get ready to cry, everybody. That's trouble with pain But as long as a man Has the strength to dream He can redeem his soul And fly Deep in my heart There's a trembling question Sure, that the answers, answers.